real business owners telling real stories and experiences. Welcome to the show. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, time for another good podcast. I'm here with my friend now. We met a little while ago. We talked a little bit. Ron over at uh, Sub Zero. Say hi, Ron. Hey, Dave. Nice to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah. How's it going? I'm great. I'm yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. It's got to be fun. So, um, Sub Zero, you you might recognize it. Uh, it was actually on Shark Tank, uh-huh. and they do. Um, Give me a quick, what is it, uh, nitrogen? Oh, Sub-Zero Nitrogen Ice Cream. We, uh, we are the first ones to ever use nitrogen to freeze desserts. Right. right? 321 degrees. Yep. So right now, when it's 814 degrees here in South Florida, yep. you're the man to come to to cool we off. We the place, man. People stand right here, and as the fog from the nitrogen comes out, there's a very cooling effect right here. They have a good time. Oh, so you can literally just stand here. A lot of people do. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll, we'll get right into it. I'm, the, the one thing we all love is love hearing stories, right? So tell us your story uh, before Sub-Zero, how you kind of got here, and then now you've been doing it for a little bit. Tell us the story. It's a funny story. I was an executive recruiter, believe it or not. <laughs> I was uh, with more corporate clients, but I had to do a lot of marketing. I had to do a lot of representation. I had to differentiate my service mm-hmm. from others. Uh, but I had done that for over 20 years. So now I said, I want to get into a business that brings families together. And so to me... Bringing families together is like ice cream. So mm-hmm. I looked at some traditional ice cream places and said, ah, that's okay. You know, not, not so great, but okay. And then I saw this. Mm-hmm. To me, this was the differentiator. Using liquid nitrogen, starting from a cream and then freezing it right in front of people, to me, was the absolute differentiator. And I said to myself, I can market that. So I saw they were on Shark Tank. I saw that they cater. I see the expressions on people's faces as we make their ice cream. I said, I can market that. So I made a deal with the previous owner, and here I am. There you go. Yeah. So how's it going so far? It's a learning every day on the job, nine months on the job, learning every single day, seven days a week, but I'm having fun. It's a great environment, and I get a big charge out of, of taking the sales and growing the sales and doing the social media and watching the interaction and watching new people come in and explaining the process. So it's exhilarating at the same time. It's nervous at the same time because, you know, we have a lot of expenses like every other single business. <laughs> yep. So it's like, how am I going to pay the bills? But the fact that we're seeing incremental increases and we're seeing a lot of excitement in the community, to me, is what drives me every day. So you, you basically recognize that, um, and it's funny, too, because I actually learned this from Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, uh-huh. is if you can get um, and you can sell experience it outweighs everything else. So you talked about how you looked at traditional ice cream, right? And there's really not a ton of experience. You got to watch the person go and yeah. scoop it and you yeah. pick your flavor and you're done. you're done. Versus here where you come and um, if you're listening now, go on to Sub-Zero and see Ron's yeah. uh, Facebook page. You'll see the, you'll see it. Yeah. I mean, you've actually been on the news because of it. Many times. Yeah. yeah they're starting to recognize us. Yeah. And, and the whole experience and there's like a huge, uh, you know, fog that comes over like yeah. the whole store and it goes over yeah. the top and you you know kids light up like yeah. you said their faces so yeah. you're able to take that and recognize that uh, you did talk about you know hey man it's tough sometimes what's your you know uh, what's the hardest part to you for this business the hardest part every day is figuring out how to stay current ah. how to create that buzz how to get people to come back and not stay stagnant 
So, but we have developed some new products based upon customers asking us about it. And I've learned just through that, that if you just stay steady, mm -hmm. you'll have a steady base. But if you want to grow the business, you have to stay on top of it, creating the buzz, little lights, little strobe lights, uh, the dragon's breath that we serve. Yeah. Um, just doing things that having people coming in and being curious about. And that's what I'm learning. So I didn't know that before. I, I'm learning it each and every day that coming up with something different or capitalizing on the strengths that others can't do uh -huh. and putting your own spin on it, that's what it's about. Like you said, a traditional ice cream place come in, put a scoop on a, on a cone, and that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. uh, here, it's kind of like a, an experience. Yeah. It's like a destination, watching you create your own ice cream, then seeing it being developed like a metamorphosis. Yeah. To me, so the people that we have here have to tell the story. And I tell them all the time, if you're here just to put a scoop on a cone, this is the wrong place. Because people are coming here as a destination. You know where we are. This is an island. This is not a place where people are going to stumble on. They have to know we're here. So if we get them in here, we have to make sure that they come back through the experience. I'm so glad you're sitting right here right now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unpack with that. What do you do to keep that creative? Like you said, this is learning for you, right? I've taken years of my life to be creative, to be understanding, like to do yeah. those things, right? To yeah. develop my brain into watching those things. So what do you do, like little tasks, little things? What's a tip or trick that you can do where you're trying to stay relevant, stay you know, top of mind, stay those things? What do you do? Well, I kind of, before I bought this place, I kind of looked at some of the other places that were in a similar space. And I, okay. and I saw what they could do and what they couldn't do. And because of our patent, there are things that they can't do. So to me, everything is about the show. So mm -hmm. even when we freeze cereal or the dragon's breath, it has to be like a little show because we can show it. We, we have the capacity to, they have the capacity to watch the show. Yeah. So by learning what others can't do is what drives me to figure out what we can do to make it a differentiator. Now you said something else about how if somebody wants to come and work here, yeah. right, and they just want to put a scoop on an ice cream yeah. cone, this isn't the place for them. No. Now a lot of a lot of businesses I deal with struggle, struggle. Employees the number one pain point in their business, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you develop that culture into the into your employees and keep them excited? Because I'll tell you, like you know, you tell the same story 19 times in one day. Yeah. You know, the next day you're doing the same thing yeah. to keep it fresh and fun for them. What are some things you do? Well, being a former recruiter, <laughs> I, I understand who to put into what situation. But to me, the ideal person that we have here is bubbly, smiley, good with kids, uh, almost uh, likes to be on stage. Because yeah. we kind of liken this to um, like a Benihana type situation or a steakhouse, you know, like a hibachi place. Where sure. you're actually watching everything being made. So a person's attitude and their personality is most critical to me, and we can teach the other stuff. Yeah. But because now we're becoming more relevant, we're getting applications in every day. So it's a matter of me now deciding who I feel is best behind that counter. Your social media game started leading you to better employees. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so because people are starting to notice what we have going on here, and people want to be part of something that is at least exciting and fun. What's bit more fun than you know ice cream? What being making ice cream from scratch? Look at me, Ryan. You think I don't like ice cream? I love this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that's incredible. That I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people that hate you right now because they're listening to this, but no, that's okay. If I can help them in any way, I mean, that's, yeah, because that's I'm going to be watching your other podcast, and I yeah. want to learn what other people are doing. This is what I've done. So, so I want to hear a story 
um, uh, like a magical moment that you've had so far? Because how long have you been doing Sub-Zero? Nine months. Nine months. Tell me a story of how you've impacted like an employee or uh, a community or, you know, things like that. Tell me a story that really resonates in your heart about this. Well, the first off, we have all teenagers here, mostly teenagers. So okay. I, I'm like the daddy of Sub-Zero. I'm like <laughs> the, the daddy that, that, that coaches all of these kids because I yeah. love to impact them. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess that that's how they view me. Uh, so I get a charge out of watching these young adults um, not only impact our business, but impacts their life outside of this business. Because I had some good mentors growing up yeah. or through my business life. But the MSD thing, the Douglas thing, yeah. has, uh, we had, fortunately, we had someone that we lost uh, that worked here. We had a couple of people that do go to Douglas that were impacted here. So what we've done in impacting a community, we've, um, we've done a lot of fundraisers. We've, we've done a fundraiser for our fallen employee. We got a... Mm -hmm. We got a certificate of appreciation from Mr. Udin uh, regarding uh, our participation in sure. the event. So to me, being here only nine months and then having that tragedy occur has really brought this community together. And because this is kind of the go-to place for Douglas and for this community, I was impacted greatly but didn't even know what I was getting into. So just doing the right things uh, for the right reasons, you know, sometimes you get rewarded for that without even knowing it. Right. And that's kind of what has happened here. How was that on your team, losing somebody that you, you had here? It was here? horrible, man. It was, you know, I texted everybody that, w that went to school, and he was the only one that didn't answer. And it was just very, very hard. And I've known the parents for many years. I used to coach him in baseball when he was seven. So I've known him for many years. So um, they're incredible. The parents are incredible. The community has done a really fine job of coming together. And uh, so if there's any silver lining, it's that, that uh, maybe these young people from Douglas and others are, you know, lobbying and, and getting new laws into effect and mm -hmm. maybe to, to prevent this futuristically. How do you find the time, Ron? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you now and, uh, you know, we've talked before, but, uh, you know, I'm always impressed by the work that you're doing because I remember when you first bought this thing. Yeah, you helped me a lot, man. And you introduced me to a lot of nice people, too. And, but, but how do you juggle you know because your social media stuff is really on point i watch you you do a lot of great stuff along with managing the employees along with managing the business being part of the community i mean your catering business has picked up because i remember that was a big big focus for you sure. and you put a lot of time and a lot of energy going outside of the business shaking hands kissing babies you know networking <laughs> i i know you, you're all you almost could run for mayor if i knew parkland i know it well enough you know yeah. um so well it's a seven day a week job uh, mm -hmm. You know, my family's life has uh, taken kind of a backseat. I've pretty much incorporated everyone here because I've now learned, and you know this from other businesses, that the owner has to be present. Mm -hmm. I have to be here meeting everyone and, and showing my presence and showing my presence at the catering events. But the good part is it's a fun business. So by doing all those things, it's very gratifying for me. So I don't, it's not like building a house and you're sweating outside. It's, it's really a fun business. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into it. But yeah, the catering business has expanded. And the, the whole goal of that is because it's such a mobile process, we go out, we impact people, and then we hope that we bring them back in. So I almost look at catering as a separate entity, which has a ripple effect on the in-store sales. Sure. So again, getting all of that infrastructure in place is critical. And as we continue to, to increase it, then maybe I could scale back a little. But it's, you know, it's, it takes at least a year before you can even decide to do that so you know I, that's what i bought into so, I have so no you just choice. bit the bullet you said no listen choice. this is what it is i get it yeah. you know did you did you know that walking into it or I did didn't you know anything 
fucking. <laughs> I was so naive. It's almost like, like this is our little island, as you know, uh-huh. and it's like you, you know, you you have a lease. You bought into it. You've invested into it. You don't have any choice but to figure it out. There's yeah. no looking back. You just have to figure out and just keep trying and trying and trying to find that magic formula because there's no looking back. So what the I family can't. say? Because fa- yeah. you had to go to the family and go, listen, I, I got to be here, yeah. right? Because yeah. this is an investment that I made. It's our future. It's those things. Exactly. What did your family say about that? You know, I was so naive. I wasn't even able to have that conversation. I knew it was going to be long hours, but I didn't know to what extent until sure. you actually get into it. And I guess sometimes being naive is probably mm-hmm. a good thing, as long as you're resilient enough to adjust to it. You know, so I never look back and say, why, why, why? I figure out, like, what can I do differently if this isn't working? So there's yeah. no magic formula. Everybody else has gone through it. You've gone through it. You know, so I'm learning on the job what you've already learned. It's, it's funny you say that because, yeah. you know, franchising, we both know there's a thing called uh, the discovery process. Process, mm. right where you talk to other franchisees things like that and uh, a lot of people ask me you know David what got you to a point where you're at now you know when a franchise year ago honestly I was a little naive yeah. like I didn't know anything other than make the investment and work your tail off sure. that's all I knew sure. you know a lot of people they come in they have big corporate backgrounds they have yeah. big things going on yeah. and so they um, they bring that in with them I didn't you know it sounds like you and I we didn't know I didn't know what I was bringing in. I knew I had some transferable <laughs> right, skills, but right? I didn't know how I was exactly. going to use them. Exactly. So, but by, <laughs> by meeting you, I mean, you were a big member of the community. You guided me initially and introduced mm-hmm. me to some people. And, and uh, I very much appreciated that because it was guys like you that, that kind of took me uh, on by the shoulder and said, hey, man, let me show you. Let me introduce you to some people. So I appreciate everything that you've done, especially when I first started. It's... um. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you it's because um, the guys that came before me and the women before me that helped me out they said that they said this to me they said we don't mind because we love helping communities we love helping cool people that are genuine like I I could tell meeting you you're genuine right there's another burden that comes with that though is now you start doing it for other people too when they come in Um, and that's how that to me that's how great businesses get built because you get on the community you do Mm -hmm. the right things Mm -hmm. even when it sucks sometimes because there's gonna be people that lie and burn you and do things right Um, but you always you always help others right Mm -hmm. even even like you know nobody does what I do around here so competition is, is, is doesn't really exist yeah, you'd wipe them out anyway <laughs> well, <thank> you. <laughs> but you know we we all pay it forward i had great mentors in yeah. the hotel business that i mean geez i should have been fired like 15 times from the hotels i worked yeah. at you know for stuff i did but i would they knew that it was in the best interest of the guest yeah. and i was just pushing for that and yeah. you know you, you lead you lead with that and you'll be successful um, and so now you, you know, after you get maybe a couple more years and you start helping some other people go. I out. like to help people on a daily basis. Man. Yeah. Even when you show somebody a good time when they come in, that's mm-hmm. a big thrill for me. You know, when I see the little kids jumping up and down and stuff like that, or the parents thanking us or giving them something for free to say, hey, listen, thanks for stopping in. It's to me is it's that's I almost feel like I'm going to go broke sometimes because <laughs> I it's such a thrill for me. Mm hmm. And I almost feel badly sometimes charging for having such a nice, you know, a uh, nice reaction or something. But to me, it's not a burden. You lead with that, feel, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's like you got to have the integrity. If, if, 
if you do the right things for the right reasons, I always feel it's going to come back. And it's not a, a cliche, but that's really what I feel. Mm -hmm. And yes, you do get burned. But I think that even with your personality, it's mm -hmm. like, even if you get burned, it's not going to change who you are. No. You know, it's an unfortunate situation. Most people are nice. There's going to be a couple of bad eggs here and there. Yeah. But I think if you lead your life that way, and, and, and I think that that's what's happening now with me, but I'm by far nowhere near where I want to be. Sure. You know this better than me, that the foot has to remain on that accelerator at all times at all times and when you get you think that you're at the point where you're at that could spin in a second mm -hmm. so i lose sleep every night figuring out how i can stay competitive so let's talk about you losing sleep right every night because <laughs> a lot of a lot i i love the different answers i get to this next question okay so nine months ago you came into this thing uh -huh. right there were things that you were worried about right like that you knew just business sense things like that that you had to be focused in on yeah. what's something that you were worried about that now nine months later you're like i can't believe i even worried about that mm, I, I i was worried about whether or not i could transfer my skills into this mm -hmm. I had a feeling that maybe I could, like, because I felt like initially my job was to drive traffic and then the people behind here were to keep them coming back. Yeah. But I'm finding that it's not only driving the traffic, but it, it's also me that has to keep them coming back by me showing them the homey feeling when they walk in. Mm -hmm. it's, so then how many people do you, and I often look at it. So if I have to pay X amount for an invoice or something, I often relay it to how many ice creams do I have to sell? Sure. If I put an ad in a magazine, how many ice creams do I have to sell to get a return on investment? Yep. I often think about that and, and it's staggering sometimes. <laughs> but I well, because ice cream, your average ticket size isn't is it like, no, you know, a pizza so place. Yeah, it's totally volume. So yeah. to me, it's like I'm always thinking about those things. But by, by, I, I'm learning now that my personality is conducive to this business, and mm -hmm. that's why I feel the urge to have to be here seven days a week because I don't think at this moment that someone can do what I can do yet. Well, you couldn't afford that person, and I can't afford it. Yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's great people out there yeah. in the world. It's a matter of can yeah. we afford them? And yeah. I think sometimes, and you know, if I if I compare this to the restaurant space, things like that, and restaurant owners. Um, it, the the trap seems to be where they want to hire themselves, yeah. but pay one third of the price to that person, sure. and sure. that just never equates for a good recipe. And I watch a lot yeah. of people get stuck in the oh my gosh I need somebody now, yeah. and they have different things. You know you've re, you've kind of I I look to see how people beat the game, mm. right? And it looks like the way you did it was your social media stuff attracts good people, yeah. and then you're able to pick the top people where some. Other businesses just are so desperate for people that they'll hire anybody that walks through the door and has a car. Right? Bro, bro, you remind me of a story in recruiting because yeah. I, I used to have to interview a lot of managers and they would tell me the types of people that they wanted to see. And in essence, you hit on something very key. Yeah. They were telling me that I want to find somebody like me, right? yeah. like themselves. I learned a long time ago that you can have somebody like yourself. I learned even through failure in my own business that hiring two of me is not the right recipe. <laughs> no, it's hiring somebody no. that complements my background mm -hmm. rather than it's like me. So the, a lot of these kids that come in that have that social media background, that have different ideas, got to capitalize on those ideas. I'm sure. an old fart. They know far more than me. I just have to implement their sure. stories, their ideas. Yeah, wrangle so, them in. But, but you're absolutely yeah. right. We, we all try to find... We think that we want to find people like mm -hmm. ourselves. And I learned a long time ago that you have to find somebody that complements your background rather than being like yourself. I did a lot of um, 
personality testing for I, I do it for my business when I hire somebody they get personality yeah, tested but alongside that is I took the time to study the personalities mm -hmm. so when I looking to hire I know what irritates me and I was like okay I know that this is the type of person that's gonna come in I want to get that feeling and seriously you know when I'm looking for office people I want highly highly detailed people that sure. are gonna pound me for every bit yeah. of information yeah. even when it irritates me yeah. and yeah. things like that a lot of people in industries they don't they just hire breathing bodies but they're not aware that that's what they're going after you and I are now aware of it through our challenges yes but, but it's absolutely yes. true because you think that that's what you want but I've learned and that's what I counsel them I said you don't want somebody like yourself trust me yeah I have failed that way yeah it so it, it gets so a little true. Yeah, it's it, so true. It, it is tricky. Um, what kind of uh, advice would you give to somebody that's looking to go into uh, the retail brick and mortar type business? Um, maybe doesn't have the background or does. What kind of advice? Maybe some do's, some don'ts, things like that as they're not only learning, but if they've already done it and they're in the beginning phases. I'm still learning, brother. But what <laughs> I can tell you is having complementary products. Mm -hmm. uh, launching new products so keeping with the core of what the business is but then coming up with complementary products something that's going to excite even your regular customers to continue them coming back mm -hmm. um, the social media side is important I even realized that I was short there I even hired somebody recently sure. to keep that momentum going to create that buzz uh, but this is something that excites people but it could get very stagnant like any other business so mm -hmm. to me coming in every day and, and listening to what customers are saying, or even the employees, most of the employees have very good ideas. Yeah. But then it's implementing what they're saying because we're so busy, you know, so you start delegating and I'm learning how to delegate. Okay, you handle that idea. You let me know where we're at. You tell me how much it costs. So trying to do everything yourself, I'm finding is extremely difficult. I'm losing my memory because there's so many things that are going <laughs> you on. You were telling me that earlier. Oh my gosh. But yeah. so maybe delegating it and just trying to stay, stay ahead of the competition accentuating the strengths of what mm -hmm. you do bring to the table that mm -hmm. others can't and putting the right twist on it that others can't do that's what i'm learning but how do you let go because i mean it's your money yeah it's your money at stake yeah. right how do you mentally let go of processes where you know somebody could do something that could cost you money i don't like that's why i'm here seven days a week <laughs> i haven't let go yet mm -hmm. i would like to at some points gradually yeah but for that same reason because of uh, somebody it is a sizable investment so yeah. I'm afraid almost I'm, I go to every catering event because I want to make sure that every experience is perfect could I send somebody out that has done it many times yes but I'm not at that point yet mm -hmm. but I want to get at that point so what is it gonna take for you to get there <sighs> um, I, I'm almost there yeah I'm almost there it's it's maybe it's that year mark maybe mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still new to this maybe I feel like I want to mentor a little bit more so when I go out, I have complete confidence that they will do what I have done, the employees. What's going to happen is somebody's going to challenge you. One I of your employees it. is going to step up and challenge you, yeah. right? And because what will happen is uh, if you keep on the path that you're going where you have good culture, right? And it's that's a word that's thrown around and everybody wants it, right? But if you're doing the things and, you know, the kids are enjoying the experience because, like you said, you have a lot of teenagers, right? Um, you're gonna have, it's gonna be a little higher turnover just because of the space that you're in and that's the employees that you're getting. But you're gonna have somebody that comes up and challenges you. I've watched it I'm time waiting, and brother. time again. I am waiting. It's, it's, it's so when when uh, a lot of people ask me how to develop sales teams and things like that, um, because I've done that in the past. So it what always happens is, you know, it's, uh, 
I was always taught, and you know this from recruiting, right? One out of five usually stick. Sure. All right. So what happens is as you start to develop a team, you get competitive people and you'll get, you know, entertainers, things like that. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to go to another level. Mm -hmm. As long as you keep it going, it happens. Yeah. It'll yeah. probably for you happen between that year, year and a half mark yeah. where one of your longer tenured employees goes, listen, you know, I've been, I've been back here doing this, yeah. doing it well. I have a lot of fun. I want to step up the game and do it in big ways. And that's where then you take the time and train them. You'll just throw them in there. Yeah. You train them. You let them go with you. They see how hard you work. You're going to have to compensate them for sure. it. But they'll want to step up their, their game because, uh -huh. um, you know, for you, I mean, if you have a kid, I'd be recruiting out of the drama department at, your, at you know, <laughs> Douglas, things like that. I got one of them here. <laughs> see? Um, and because yeah. those are things that are going to happen. I, yeah. I, I do. I see it all the time yeah. where the longer tenured people, they come in, they compete with some other people, mm. and now they're like, hey, listen, you know what? I really want to step up the game, and they train them to be managers. I mean, I've watched a I'm lot worried. of, I think a lot of people. I yeah. think that, and I'm waiting for that yeah. to happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a coach by nature, so mm -hmm. I'm waiting. Not, not I'm waiting. I, yeah. I, I, there's a couple of people that I think I could could go down that path, and I yeah. and I will do it. It it just takes it. time. Yeah. It's the one it's the one thing I watch a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and business owners uh, struggle with is uh, they want it instantaneously, mm. and it just doesn't happen. No. Right? You you've already accepted that you're working you know 80 yeah. hours a week. I mean, and, and I don't complain yeah. about it. You know, yeah. it's like but the weeks they, they don't stop. It's like <laughs> it's, I have hours off rather than days. But yep. you know what? But that was my choice. Yeah. That's what I bought into. Yeah. And there's no looking back. You know, you, you made the investment. You know this better than me. Mm -hmm. You made the investment. You figure out how to make it work. Yep. There's no turning back. For me, there's no turning back. No. No. I looked at my wife and said, hey, listen, we could take this money and we could buy a house or I could buy the business. Yeah. And that was the choice. So if I fail, she basically goes, where's my house? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then I'm there's out of luck. No and the, right? There's no turning yeah, back. Yeah, no, but it's all good. I mean, I, I have no regrets whatsoever. It's, it's exciting to, to me, it's a charge every day looking at the sales. And if mm -hmm. the sales are down, you start to get paranoid. And mm -hmm. I think paranoid in business is a good thing. You don't okay. want to get too comfortable. So if I have a couple of you know down days, I start to get paranoid. What do I need to do? Do I need to send out more coupons via text to mm -hmm. get more people in this door? Uh, you know, so I'm always thinking about that. So I think paranoia in, in and even losing sleep is a good thing because it's the passion. Yeah. And if I think if you lose that passion, then then maybe you're in the wrong business or maybe you've had enough. But so what's I'm something you yet. need help with? What's something that you're working on now that you're that you're not necessarily struggling with or struggling with? But something that um, you kind of need some help with. Um, help. That's yeah. a good question. Like, what's the next evolution for you that you're I, looking I think, to get? You know what? I think my challenge is more on the operational side. Okay. I'm really good on the marketing side, being yep. the face of the organization. Yeah. Maybe it's um, food costs. Okay. Maybe it's ordering. Maybe it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Okay. That that to to, to increase profits. Because mm -hmm. to me, I'm just a hard charger that's doing my best to bring people in this door. And I think that that's always been the thing for me. The operational side is probably not my strength. The mm -hmm. number side of it is not my strength necessarily. I have to make it more my strength. But my strength is being more on the face side. So maybe watching our costs or, or, or more efficient in how we, we, uh, we order or more efficient in how we make our ice cream and, and the usage of the nitrogen and, and just really looking at those things to make it a more efficient business. Traditionally, that has been my challenge. Yeah. And that's yeah. when we talked about earlier about hiring somebody that compliments you. Yeah. That's the mistake I made earlier in my career. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm finding myself repeating it. 
because to me, I took over a business that had a foundation. The previous owner did a very nice job setting it up, mm-hmm. and then I took the baton, and now I'm running with it. Yeah. And I'm running so fast to try to, to, to execute the marketing plans that I'm not looking close enough on the other side. And that's where having a complimentary partner mm-hmm. would be good for me. You're octopus man. Bro, I'm not alone. Yeah, I mean, you're doing yeah, it. I'm, do it I'm, too. I'm no different than anybody sure. else. I'm sure. working on the job. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's exciting, though. It's exciting. I have very good people that work here. We have a good time. It's, you know, so watching people come together, especially the way the community came mm-hmm. together in light of the tragedies, sure. has been uh, very fulfilling for me. But that, that advice you just gave me well, is good, and I know I need to do it. The other thing, too, is you can, you know, you talk about hiring the people and, uh, you know, empowering staff. You know, if you're trying to drive your food cost, put together a goal, right, and give an incentive. Um, it's almost it's almost like um, pseudo ownership mm-hmm. for the staff. Yeah. You know, if yeah. they're empowered to say to, to really analyze it and do it, and if they're incentivized to do it, you know from the recruiting game. If they're incentivized, sure. they'll do it. For sure. You know? And then um, there's a little bonus at the end if they yeah. save X amount. No, no doubt about it. But, bro, like you know, when you have a thousand things on that list, it's like you do have to prioritize it. There's no mm-hmm. question. And that's a very important aspect of yeah. it. I am just so overwhelmed because there, I never realized there were so many facets to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why my memory is going. Somebody, mm-hmm. you can tell me that thing that you just told me now. Yeah. And when we close up, I'm going to forget what you of told course. me. Of so course. Maybe by writing it down and putting it right I'll write it down face, for you. I'll text it to you, man. I got your cell phone number. I'll yeah. text you over but some stuff. you have stuff. been great, man. I have to tell you. You are in the that. community and uh, your attitude and your smile and, <laughs> and all your, your, uh, your, your experience. Um, I know. That's why I, I lead you to other people to see yeah. if you can help them. Because yeah. you certainly, when I came in, you put your arm around me. We didn't do business right away, but mm-hmm. you still were gracious with your time. So of course. I very much appreciate it. Well, man, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Yeah. Keep up the great community work. Uh, you are doing a great job, no, no matter if you feel overwhelmed <laughs> or not, because I, I've watched this place grow. Um, and I know it's because you're the leader here and uh, you're running the show.